The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> you are listening to the Burroughs of Berea. Well, welcome back to the Burroughs of Berea. I'm Rick Welch, and to my right is Billy I Candy Kimsey. Double yummy like cookie dough in a Twix bar. <laughs> Is there such a thing? Yep. Yes, they have cookie dough twist <laughs> yeah. Would I make that up? <laughs> you know what you just sounded like? And stepbrothers were like, did we just become best friends? Yep. yep. <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, to my right, Sarita the Edge Edgerton. Hey, y'all. Rocketman, Andy Bishop. Cow. In the studio again, Josh Sexton. Hey. <laughs> hey. I said it nicer this time. And Big Daddy Carter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Big Daddy. Yeah. I love this little thing yeah. going yeah. on. It's so perfect. I love it. All I'm right, trying guys. to channel my inner Blanche Devereaux from That's Golden That's great. Rolls. Oh, I love wow. it. Her daddy was Big Daddy. Wasn't, oh. wasn't that a uh, Big Daddy was also like a... Uh, Adam Sandler movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Was it one of the good ones? I can't no. remember. Yes. It no. wasn't bad. It had it, Scuba Steve in it. That was yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, he adopted, he adopted a little boy you for, to, to gain. That's like a 13-year-old's humor, and so that's perfect for all you guys in this movie. I never grew out of it. That's yeah. the truth about pretty much all of his movies. I'm hot and cold with Adam Sandler. Happy Gilmore, I stand behind. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. But Classic. people love Billy Madison, and I don't it actually makes like me that want to crawl out of my own skin. I don't like that The grown-ups. Everybody pees their pants. I love grown-ups. That's a hysterical movie. Now, no, I've not Microsoft seen Microsoft down four points. No. Honestly, okay, in Billy Madison, Go watch granted— it. You're right. But Chris Farley is the bus driver is one of the best scenes ever. He's like, when he's turning red face and he's like, I'll turn this bus around, you know, because <laughs> these kids. We and lost. then he's laughing, eating all the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches he stole from the kids on the field trip. I don't know. We lost a genius in that guy. He yeah. was just so funny. It was very funny. Yeah. Absolutely. But Grown Ups is a must see. You must go yeah, watch it, it immediately. It's pretty good. Not yeah. right this minute, but it's when we're done. Chris don't, don't Rock just walk and out of here. Chris don't Rock, just walk out. We might have new. Yeah. What'd you well, say? Chris Rock and David Spade and yeah. uh, yep. Rob Schneider, all those but guys. But the guy, it's pretty much the like guy who plays the, the homosexual cartoon. guy that doesn't know he's homosexual and they ski him behind the bus. Yes. That guy makes that movie. I also like uh, The Waterboy. I oh, like the Waterboy's water good. Waterboy was one yeah, of those ones. That wasn't bad. Yeah, Waterboy's pretty good. Mama said... Mama said. She says, hey, Bobby, I fixed your lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Little girls are the devil. devil. The devil. Football is the devil. It is the devil. devil. You guys might be asking, like, when are they ever going to get back to the Hebrew study? And I wanted to explain something, guys. We, there's a couple of reasons why we're not. One, we've had some issues in our studio. We've had some people that have had some personal tragedy that have happened inside here. Um and so some of the voices that you haven't been hearing on the show, they are coming back. Um, it's just, it's not a good time for them to be leaving their families. And so that's why we've decided to stop the study. They've, uh, you know, call, I've checked on them and called them. And um, if they want to talk about 
what went on in their lives than they can on their own. I'm not going to share that here without them here. So um, we've decided to take to go on hiatus, but it actually works out pretty good because I've been getting a lot of questions emailed and texts from you guys. Are we going to do a question bucket we, episode? We are going to do a question and response episode. Oh. Yes. We've not done that Q&A. Yet. We haven't. Uh, I'm going to spare the people. Um, I'm not going to say their names because I didn't actually get permission prior to, and so I'm just not going to say their names. But I, 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 will, I will put this out there. Uh, in the future, if you want... Uh, if you want your letter read on the air, please, we'll either use your name or a pseudonym of your choosing, but yep. we would like to have a name. But that's, that's right. up to you. You could give a pseudonym, be like, I am whatever. Yes. This one comes from Douche Canoe out of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name that he suggested. No, I'm just kidding. Let me read. I actually put him out on my Facebook page uh, this morning on our on our Facebook page on what those questions will be. All right, guys, here's a toughie. It is a toughie, all right? You ready? Oh, by the way, do you know what you call an alligator that wears a vest? An investigator. Oh, I like it. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Come on, you don't tell bad dad jokes at your house. <laughs> you seem like you'd be the ultimate bad dad joke. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't, well, I say a lot of Stupid dad stuff. Yeah. yeah he, he seems more like a pun guy to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for <laughs> sure. I had to guess. Yeah, sure. probably. Do you All make right. your daughter's eyes roll? Oh yeah. Consistently. Okay. Yeah. That was a that was a bad time for me when I figured that out. Like I suddenly realized that I no longer knew what the crap they were talking about and I was the doofus in the room. <laughs> you know? I used to be the cool guy. Not anymore. Listen, no, that I'm, holderness I'm family. They keep me all up on the. I really need to go. I need to watch their latest. That yeah. one that you told me about. That I didn't watch it. What was it? It was. Um, oh, what was it? You just told me. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Here we go, guys. We're solving everything. Here's one of the questions. Did I blaspheme the Holy Spirit? Did I commit the unpardonable sin? I said that I didn't believe in God when I actually did. So, what do you guys think? A person that says that they believed in God, but told others that they didn't. Is that categorically wrong? And did they blaspheme the Holy Spirit? Well, would Spirit? their sin not be lying? Yeah. So, maybe we need I to find out about I can say whatever what... I want. I'm, my skin is purple. Mm-hmm. My sin there would be lying, not... I mean, doesn't make the statement true. So what is the definition of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Like, what is that? You guys ever thought about that? (laughs) Josh? Yeah, let's put it on the pastor. (laughs) No. I mean, do you, have you studied on that? Have you thought about it? If I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, (laughs) um, but blaspheming the Holy Spirit would be attributing something to God or saying something's of Satan that is of God. So yes. when Jesus talked about, they said that he was a devil or he mm-hmm. was of Satan. That was the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You're looking at God and calling him Satan. Yeah. There are those that make the argument that the opposite of that, or, or I should say the same thing, the other side of that coin would be attributing something to God that is of Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't believe that that would fall into that category uh, of, of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I believe it would be lying. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, if you don't deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. 
Yep. I, I believe that that would be a consistent thing. So mm-hmm. someone freak, getting freaked out in a cer- certain situation and lying, there needs to be some conversations with Jesus about that, but no. There's so let me part. give you a really interesting example. There are some sects within Christianity that believe that the gifts of the Spirit have ceased, the cessation of the gifts. What if you see somebody speaking in tongues, yet you believe that the gifts have ceased, and then someone says, what they're doing is of the devil? Is that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Which part? Saying that the gifts saying have the, ceased? Saying or that or the... if you see somebody speak in tongues— that you say that's not real. The gifts have already ceased. So what you're doing is of the devil. Okay. That is that. So is the, the speaking the in Holy tongues? Spirit? Is the speaking in tongues the blasphemy to that, a person okay. that believes that those gifts have ceased? All right. Cool. Got it. All right. I'm I'm a cessationist. That's right. Right. So you want to secede from the union? Yes, he's a secessionist. <laughs> I'm, I'm a secessionist. Yeah, I'm, I'm a secessionist. I'm an so accessionist. I, you are. I think that he, is a, he doesn't play in sessions anymore. No, that's I'm right. an accessionist. Yeah. So, you know, that's actually an interesting Which is not true. You actually are still a sessionist, just so you know, Andy. I would say that that's very difficult because I think there are a lot of performances where people are attempting to draw glory to themselves with their wonderful giftedness that mm-hmm. I would not call satanic mm-hmm. or demonic, but would say that it is certainly not of God, mm-hmm. right? Whether that was speaking in tongues or something else, whether it's a Benny Hinn thing where he's claiming to be doing something in the name of Jesus. Sure. That's where it gets interesting because I would look at a Benny Hinn rally and say that what he's doing is absolutely false and fake. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't think that's what Jesus was discussing, right? These are men that are looking at the God in the flesh and calling him satanic. Right. Um, But anyways. Yeah. Why don't we look up the Bible verse where that actually comes from and see if we can get any kind of... I have it right here. Yeah. Do you want to read the surrounding context with it? Did you pick anything up while you were reading it? Um, Well, I did notice that the word blaspheme comes directly from the Greek blasphemia, which means evil speaking. Hmm. And the Greek word can actually refer to any kind of profane words or sinful use of language, but when directed towards God in the New Testament, it most nearly means to deny the power and authority of God Mm -hmm. or attribute it to someone, Satan. It's kind of what you were saying. Yeah, like what you said there. Mm -hmm. But then it says... um, then it goes on and quotes Luke 12, 8, and 9, whoever confesses to me before men, one of y'all said this already, him, the Son of Man, will also confess before angels, but he who denies me before men will be denied before angels of God. And then it goes on in Luke 12, 10, to say, if anyone speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. And this person goes on to say that it's a mindset against that. But he says, if you speak ill of Jesus, that's mm-hmm. forgiven. But if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you are burning in the lake of eternal fire. Hmm. There's the the mindset <laughs> clause. She winked, though. everybody. Yeah. She just <laughs> winked. Yeah. Well, we just well, they don't know this, but we <laughs> yeah. just recorded that. Yeah. So, when you're listening to this, you've probably heard the. the you've other heard episode. this one, yeah. yeah. The the one about so hell. it this backs up what he says. So I think it would be safe to say that if you told somebody that you didn't believe in God, 
whenever when in all reality that you did that for whatever reason you were denying him at the time you're not denying him right now you obviously seem to be concerned you're asking the question did i do it why because you don't want to be the one that did it a person that blasphemes the holy spirit is one that's going to do that and continue to do so they're not going to be penitent the way that you are God does not reject a repentant and penitent heart. That is a sign that you want to be close to the God that you're concerned doesn't want you. You can have him. Trust me, you can have him. I would I'll, real quick. I would yep. also say that clearly it wasn't the unforgivable sin because uh-huh. Peter did it three times. He did deny Jesus that he knew Jesus three and times. We know he was forgiven. That's right. Yeah. And he can said, I, "Yeah, go ahead." Can I get um? We had a discussion the other day about uh, audience relevance, and it's kind of interesting that we this topic came up. If um, Kim Burgess and Gary Demar had a uh, their last um, podcast, I just listened. They had this discussion about the Holy Spirit, hmm. um, and it's on their last. I haven't heard that one yet. The, um, the, what covenant hermeneutics, covenant hermeneutics, just and biblical eschatology, biblical yeah, eschatology. They had that discussion. That's a ringer. So, <laughs> from my perspective, um, again, putting in context to what Jesus is talking to the people then, is that they were seeing things that were, without a doubt, miraculous, and they were seeing power displayed upon them. Because one of the things Jesus said was, "If you don't believe me, believe at least what I do." Believe it, the things that I do that are that I was sent from my father. So for them to deny that power that they were physically seeing was not going to be forgiven mm-hmm. for them. And I think that when you asked, um, was it you that asked or you, Rick, the other Rick, um, what was the context? They were saying that what he was doing, the yes. things he was doing were of satanic Yes. Origin so that yeah. they Beelzebub, came from, his, yeah, right. from Beelzebub, yes. and they did it knowing that it wasn't right, and it was a willful mindset against what the power of the Holy Spirit was doing in in and through Jesus, and it and so they bla- that's what he called blasphemy. Or so, so you can say what you want about me, but don't be talking about my bro, the Holy Spirit, because he already he said it in those terms. He said, "If you don't if you don't believe that I, I'm who I am." Believe in what I do. And that's the power that he's trying to tell them. You can't deny what's being done right now. That's right. That you won't be forgiven for. I, I don't think the, the context for us, in my personal view, would be the same. Right. So where is Andy? I got a question for Andy. So how old is Andy and how long has Andy been an atheist? Are you willing to answer that question, Andy? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'm 45, and uh, you're a very young-looking 45, bro. Look at that guy. <laughs> he's, Hotties all around. He, he's he's like naughty. He's melting over there. Like melting. I'm melting. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I dabbled in Christianity when I was younger, mostly through just kind of. My mom's inconsistent participation in church, and I think consistent belief. She's pretty, you know, strong uh, Christian at this point in her life, and I don't know how strong her faith was when I was younger, but her attendance was inconsistent. But she's never 
really early in my life. She didn't talk about it a lot. She just went and she wanted me to come, but there wasn't a lot of like pressure about it, you know? And when I was old enough to be a pain in the ass, she just kind of let me do what I, you know, wanted as far as like that anyway. Right. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't know. I was definitely agnostic for a lot of my childhood, as much as the child can be agnostic. Sure. I think that's kind of a complicated mindset for a child to have. So I'm not sure it would be entirely fair to call myself agnostic because it probably wasn't, it wasn't that well thought out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think about it much. Yeah. I accepted that church was a part of people's lives and that's the way people lived. And that was just like a thing people did to right. me. It was a thing they did. And it wasn't, of course, it was the, you know, the 90s or the 80s. And uh, and it was a small town. So, you know, everybody was a Christian, uh, one form or another. And I just remember there just not being debate about it. It wasn't like anybody was mad about it or anything. It just, it was a part of people's lives. Kind of, it felt like a default for me. Mm-hmm. Right, it didn't feel like super involved, or that wasn't the people I was with. Obviously, there were some people that would have been incredibly passionate in the town I grew up in, but I wasn't involved with them. It just seemed like a thing people did. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, makes me curious. Did you ever have people that tried to talk to you? Like, did your mom ever really ever get into a conversation with you about it? By the time she cared to proselytize, like she, it was I was already like up adult and she just didn't she you know she would do little things she was a Jehovah for a while so she would like leave pamphlets around and stuff and yeah. you just like you know you just like roll your eyes and throw it out kind of yeah one of them no she was never really beautiful artwork like those Jehovah's Witness people like they have some incredibly talented artists what's the, what's the guy that's bikes. so famous for the chick tracks like I know there's more than one artist but there's like the main artist for the chick tracks and people collect yeah. the chick tracks for that, for that his guy's art. little art yeah. yeah so uh okay what was the question that was it I was just I was just wondering and you said that you were your mom talked to you when you were an adult so you've answered the question yeah yeah but uh, yeah how long have you been an atheist all of my adult life and and I just in you know the Via what I said before, I don't know what really how to describe myself as a child. It certainly dabbled, you know. Yeah. But I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it, and I've always had the attention span of a gnat. Yeah. So it's just like I'm a bad person at a church service. Yeah. I will just start laughing about something I thought of, (laughs) you know, and fidget, and you know what I mean. I'm just not. I'm not built. Yeah. I'm not built for it, man. You're you're selling. I've said this before in so many words, but you chose the wrong way to sell me a product. That's not going to get through to me. It's just not. Right. So now I'm sorry. This wasn't designed to be asking you questions, but when you start saying things, it's like brings things we to should my mind. Bring go ahead. One I'm day. fascinated with Ask myself. Him. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> one, day, one, one day we should bring him on the other side of the glass. Yeah. 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 No, I was thinking um, with what you just said, at what point does Christianity become a problem for you? I don't know. Problem's a strong word. Uh, when I felt like it was infringing on people that weren't voluntarily or attempting to infringe on people that weren't voluntarily participating in it, mm-hmm. when it felt like it was getting shoved in my face in the faces of people that right. 
it wasn't just me. It wasn't like just personal, like get out of my face. But right. it also, you know, it like, you know, felt like it was getting shoved in the faces of a lot of people that just weren't interested or didn't believe and then had to defend themselves and all this other, you know, and you're just like, oh God, just leave people alone. Yeah. You know? So like when you walk down the street and you see a street preacher, you know. But they're, they're in a different category, right? Because right. half the time they're so mad that you can't take them, or I can't take them seriously. Like they're, they can be so aggressive, like hostile, that yeah. that's a problem. But I kind of view them as like so crazy that I don't think that they're a problem because they're obviously mm. so wild that their impact on society is going to be minimal. Mm. So they're just like, that's fine. So you do put them in a different category than you would people like. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's good to know. 100%. I like that. That makes me happy. hundred percent. Yeah, because they're, I mean, you've seen them. They're oh, yeah. street corner preachers. I are, know them. Are generally a couple different flavors of absolutely insane. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. you, I don't know. They're just not. That takes a certain fervor. Yeah. Well, that was good news. Thank you for sharing that part. All right. So. I keep hearing you talk about eighty seventy and its significance. What happened exactly? Go to the Oliver Discourse because that's too much for me to answer right now. There's a lot to it, but um, I'll just say this: read Matthew twenty four and pretend that you're a disciple and that you're living in their time, and see if it's relevant to you. Let's start there, Josephus. Yeah, and look look at what significant thing happened in eighty seventy in yeah. Israel. Yeah, what? Cool. Yeah, go Google what happened in eighty seventy in Israel and see if it has any significance according to the scripture. And it may or may not, but uh, at least you'll be able to see why it's so significant to us when we talk about it, right? All right. Rick says he's a pacifist, and he seems to be saying that he will let people do whatever they want to him. Is he crazy? Yes. But not for that reason. No. (laughs) Um, I think I pretty much explained myself about pacifism. If anybody ever wants to go back, I don't know where I said it, but it wasn't too long ago. Tiziana was here. She did. She did a real good job. I think I missed this one. Supporting that. So I, I don't want you to waste a bunch of time. No, I just. You've already explained it. Uh, you and I may have a very, very different view on this. I, I think we probably do. Yeah. I, I think you might actually be more aligned with Sarita's uh, take on, on me. Uh, I don't own a gun. I don't care about people that do. I believe that as an American that we have a Second Amendment right to own and bear them. And that that is a good law that we can have. I don't own one. Well, I actually own two, but I don't have them. I, my, they stay at my father's house up in, in Tennessee. And it's because I don't have the same kind of fear that I used to because of my belief in the total sovereignty of God. And if you guys want to go back, I, guys, I can't remember when that episode was, but we do really get into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what, that's why I got the, the email <laughs> yes. about buy a gun, you idiot, you smug pee, and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they didn't we got know some, the word douche canoe. He, if they could have said that, yeah. I have my reasons. He called him the bad P word. Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just made that symbol <laughs> with my oh, hands. Yeah, I, just, I just <laughs> called you that. that wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the sign language yeah. for that? I mean, nobody it, knows sign language. That's that's language for that. Yeah, that's, that's not mean, something yeah. I learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of the general general <laughs> yeah. shape. You know, yeah. you know all these yeah. languages and all this stuff. Yeah. You're a teacher. Tell me, what is the sign language version of Vagina? 
All right. So moving on. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. What? That's what college guys oh. used to do. What did you do? I'm I can't not see that. Again. Dang it. It must have been a tongue. Was it a tongue lashing? I can't, I can't so, unsee okay. it. it. All yeah. right. That's yeah. getting too uh, nasty I, even for this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, gosh. Ooh. This is a tough one. So go buy a gun, Rick. Yes. I, got, I have like 11. You can have one. Yeah. I think pacifism he is. He doesn't want. What? I think about, I'm talking he about. He lets his wife defend him. I'm going to leave him alone. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she does have a gun. <laughs> she does have a gun. She also told me whenever we got married, she said, if you ever try to leave me, we'll have a duel. And I was like, I don't have a gun. She goes, exactly. <laughs> she, does she also carry your balls in her purse? <laughs> <laughs> she keeps them in a jar. Right beside her gun. <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> and then she lets them out occasionally. <laughs> Guys, this let's be serious about this one. Um, it's going to be an easy answer for me tonight because uh, we got one that says, my son is gay. Is he going to hell? And uh, we are dealing with that at length right now on our notes from the underground. Tiziana Severse is doing a banging good yep. job yep. of a research from the Old Testament all the way through to the New Testament. And she is giving you culture. She's giving you yeah, it's so, it's so well-researched. It is incredibly yeah. researched. And all that I've asked anybody to do is to listen with an open mind what she has to say. It is not, that, that is not an easy question. Some people will be like, yes, that's the answer. Yes, he's going to hell. Well, I'm not going to say that because I don't know what's going on between your son and the Lord, period. I'm not there. I'm not going to get into it right now. Listen to our notes from the underground. When we get to our final episode, episode six, then we're going to discuss at length from each of our own perspectives what we think it means and be blatantly honest about it, but we're going to do it with, in love. That's how we're going to handle it. So can, I don't want to answer that question. If you guys would like to say it from your perspective, you feel Well, can feel I just free. say, um, you know, I told a lie. Am I going to hell? I mean— Go back yeah, and listen. Go back and There's listen a lot to- of ways to go to hell in the Bible, and and some <laughs> of them are selectively ignored every single Have day. Have you ever gossiped exactly. about somebody? Judge somebody, whatever. Yeah, I would say anybody that says that automatically that that means you're going to hell has never read the Bible. Right, That's correct. And, I would agree with that. And the passages that they're twisting don't mean what they think they mean. Yeah. All right. Does God choose who will be saved and who will be damned? Oh, John Calvin, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, back to Calvinism. Hi. Will John? Will God choose? Will God choose who will be saved? Will God will elect? Damned? Do you guys remember Welchianism? No. Yeah, every podcast. <laughs> I just thought it was I still, like... I still am only at Billy, two and a half point Calvin. I just want you to understand so. that you sound like a douche canoe right oh now. My gosh. <laughs> but he's so well studied in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's speaking from truth. No, we're, we're, I'm assuming we're going to have a whole lot of different answers, right? Welchianism? No, no, no. About that question. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. Welchianism. That's go ahead. Like grape juice, you want right? to go around the room? <laughs> oh my gosh! Does God choose who will be saved and who will be damned? No, he's not a Calvinist. Boom. How about you, Josh Sexton? Uh, there's a reason we've been fighting about this for 2,000 years. Um, yeah, yeah, there is. I I would say God is sovereign. Uh huh. And no, 
Because in his sovereignty, he chose not to. So you're going to be Jacobus Arminius in this argument. You're an Arminian. No, I'm not an Arminian. That is Arminian. No, that's it's his not. argument. No, Arminian believes you could lose your salvation. That is a that's strong true. man to call somebody an Arminian because they're not a five point Calvinist. That is exactly wrong. I meant four point Calvinism. You meant four. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. <laughs> no, all, all of my favorite theologians are Calvinists. Yeah. Sproul. Uh, Spurgeon. Uh, Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of MacArthur stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like they're all, all the gangsters pretty much are <laughs> the Calvinists. Gangsters. I'm not. Right. So um, I'm, I'm not going to take up a ton of time. I believe that God valued relationship. And because he valued relationship, he chose before the foundation of the earth to allow us to have, to choose yep. to make a choice because without choice, there cannot be real relationship. Right. This is this is a question about free will, and it gets complicated by mm-hmm. its context mm-hmm. in the Bible. Unbelievably complicated. Yeah, yeah. Andy. Gets, yeah. Do you believe that God chooses to damn people and chooses to save people? I mean, are you an atheist because God said so? Yeah. If I if I if I <laughs> very funny. That was good. <laughs> like that? that was golden. <laughs> that was golden. Uh, uh, I mean, if I take myself out of the fact that I don't believe uh, I mean I'm a determinist like pretty through and through which you know were I to go to the other side as it were would probably make me a Calvinist but I think the conflict between the idea that humans have free will and that God is all knowing is irreconcilable under any circumstances Mm -hmm. and that's and that's a problem. That's a problem for me. That is a specific problem for me. Right. Yeah. Thank you. That was an honest answer. Thanks. How about you, Sarita? I'm a free wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. I think forced love is rape. So I don't think that that's in, within the character of God. He doesn't force us because he said, okay, you're doing it. Well, what if I don't want to? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. I mean, so I think it's, Yeah. So I don't agree with that. Right. I agree with her conclusion, but I don't agree with the argumentation of it. Of because he's rape. certainly not Paul off a horse. Right. Right. I think there are some people who are so important to God's story that they they have well, I see where you backed me in the corner. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean he didn't get Paul. Paul was on his way to kill Christians and Jesus just showed up and kicked him off a horse. So I think the idea that that God doesn't do what he wants. Uh, but I don't think it's normative in soteriology proper. I think that he blinded right. him and he fell off a horse. I'm not so sure it kicked him. Well, I mean, Jesus that. did. It's in the Greek. Paul it's in the Greek. In the but throat. then he did not. He, after that, he never said, "Paul, you must believe right now." I mean, he laid it out. He sent him to study with the guy to talk to the guy, and Paul ultimately, I think, would have still had first, a choice. But what's his first response? Very first one. Yes, Lord. Who art thou, Lord? Or who art thou, Lord? Yeah. So he recognizes. Lord immediately after being blinded. So there is an argument, but I'm actually on both of your sides. But how about you, Billy? No. No, you don't think that God chooses people? No, he already knows. Through foreknowledge? No. Just because it's all played out because he's outside. My story's told. Hmm. Man. So if I punch you in the face right now. (laughs) Yeah, look, if I punch you in the face. I mean, I've struggled with that all my life. like, Or not all my life, but just like when we're, we're talking here. Yeah. Free will. His will, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, my story's told. Right. 
Rick? I believe that Adam was made to have a free will. I don't believe any of the questions God asked him were rhetorical. I believe they were real and physical and true. Where are you, Adam? Because he wanted to know. He gave him that freedom. So I believe that mankind lost the ability to have freedom after that. God put in a plan. It has been in play ever since he made the promise in Genesis 3.15 about the seed. All of that's been in play. Some people he makes for noble purposes, some people he doesn't. And he sends his son after so many centuries and plans it all out. And then when they come, they he tells them they're going to destroy apostate Israel. All of those that Calvin is talking about, in my opinion, are the New Testament saints of the first century and none other. After the destruction of the temple and the fulfillment of those promises, from there on out, human beings have a free reign to call on God. If they deny them, they will not have eternal life. It's really that simple. I believe in both. I think Calvin was right, but I think Calvin was right and had the time wrong. And I think that free will is right, but free will has to be inside its time. That's why we not only have volition, but when we say, oh, we can't because we're dead in trespasses and sins, wrong. They were dead in trespasses and sins back then. We have Christ and we have the fulfillment of what he's done. This is a totally different world. We're in the age to come. I sound like a douche canoe. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. That's 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 interesting. I'm just I know. I've it. already. Another interesting thing is Molinism. Okay. Right. That God's. You talked about foreknowledge, right? God doesn't only know the 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 past and the future. Uh-huh. He knows what's called subjunctive conditionals. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't just know what you will do or what you have done. He knows what you would do if. Right. David goes, takes the ephod and says, if I stay here, is Saul going to come here? God says, yes. Mm -hmm. He said, if Saul comes here, will they turn me over to him? God says, yes. So David left. So God told him what would happen if in the scenarios that never took place. Mm -hmm. Just like Jesus said, if the works that were done in in here had been done entirely, they would have repented. They never repented. Jesus, God tells David what would happen if Jesus tells over two cities what would have happened if mm-hmm. I believe that God's all-knowingness extends to what would happen if in an infinite number of circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we ask the question, did he make Judas Iscariot betray Jesus? No, but he knew Judas Iscariot, what Judas Iscariot would do in that situation. Right. So God can work his plan out throughout human history with people without ever forcing them to sin. Mm-hmm. because he knows what they will do if. So he knows what we're going to do, but he also can work his plan out through human history, his redemptive plan by using people without ever forcing them to do what what you meant for evil, God meant for good. God mm-hmm. knew that his brothers would, and he used that in that circumstance without right. making his brothers ever put him in that well. Yeah, sure. you uh, spill your cup of coffee in the morning and it runs you late, but you, you, you miss an accident, something like that. Yeah. You know, you're not in a wreck. And you yeah. look at it as, oh, crap. I'm having a crap. Now I've got to clean up all this a butterfly coffee. flaps yeah. its wings but in Hoboken. The butterfly yeah. effect. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. I said butterfly, like Joey Butterfly. The butterfly. Wow. The butterfly. New Jersey. Yeah, I said Joey's. Okay. I, I want to point out that you're allowed to speak with confidence about the contents of your own mind and beliefs, and that does not make you a douche canoe. I agree. Right. It's just, it's the tone. Mm, not even the You tone. are not what? doing that. You're being paranoid. Am I? Yes. I've yes. turned into a no, paranoid. Well, now, now, to be clear, it's happened once or twice, yeah. but you're being paranoid about it. All That's right. not what's, yeah. I just don't want to come across the as a know-it-all prick. The Personally, question I just don't want to be that guy. 
I, I can do it. You're not Know it all, Rick? <laughs> the, about the all-knowing of God, the one question, and we could go about the deal with um, Judas, because Judas was possessed by the devil. So who knows if he actually would have done it on his own intuition. Being, well, but we know it was prophesied a thousand years in advance. Well, prophesied itself, but would he have done it on his own tuition? Right. Or was it the assistance of the Satan that possessed him to do it? I mean, that that's a part of the, a discussion that, that you know, can lead down a, a path, but he didn't do it on his own without it being written that he was so, possessed. So was it was it a self-fulfilling prophecy? It's interesting. Because it would require yeah, an it, eternal being that knew about the prophecy to create, if if well, the <sighs> devil was necessary— in Judas to make that decision, it would require a being that knew the prophecy and that could enact it to enact it. So, was it a self-fulfilling prophecy? There is a Gnostic book called the Gospel of Judas that states oh, yeah, that totally, very yep. thing, that he was chosen to be the one. Well, there had to be to, one. There had to be one. He was one. chosen the one to bring the Christ and to betray him. Well, from and, the, and the question we're all asking is under what conditions? Right. Yeah. Was it based on what he would do in that situation? Don't know. Based on the foreknowledge of God, based on this knowledge that God has, because we cannot get away from the fact that God is in control. So if he didn't want Judas to be, if he wanted to stop Judas from being possessed, he could have. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the apologetic argument of the problem of evil. If you take five-point Calvinism back to its logical conclusion, mm-hmm. Adam sinned because God said so. Right. That's where it takes you. I believe that that's logically incoherent. So, mm-hmm. on the standpoint of laws, did God ever create a law before man did it, or did he did he create the laws after man did things? No, it absolutely based on his nature and character. No, every law that was ever presented was after the fact it was already happening. You mean when laws were actually codified and given to man? Yes. Yes. They were after the fact. They were never. I mean, they before. were a part of his character already. No, they weren't. He said, "Don't eat from that tree." Adam hadn't done anything. That yet. wasn't a law. That was a, it command. Still, it's a command. It's still, a, it's still a command. If you're, if you're saying it had to be part of what the Ten Commandments the or part of the Old Testament law, okay. <laughs> but if we're saying God's, if we're going to differentiate between God's commands and God's laws, I mean, that's a little. I'm just. It's a question. Yeah. Not, yeah. not that I'm a. I'm, I, I'm really curious here. So I think we've all pretty much said what we thought, right? Yeah. I want one more question. And let's wrap this one up. We've solved so many problems for so many people. We've settled it. We've concluded it. All right, here we go. Last one, guys. This is interesting. What color would Eve's hair? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Bleach blonde. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Whoa, man. If I have eternal life, why do I have to die to go to heaven? If I have eternal life, why do I have to die to go to heaven? Who says you're not there already? That one's above my pay grade. Yeah. Is it? Are you going to charge me a little bit less tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Bam! Seems better. <laughs> to be better. fair, I'm not paid for what I'm with. I no, should be. What you should say is now you're being a douche. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a vest. <laughs> so. oh. Guys. Is it appointed? Right here. Are you a douche canoe out? in a vest? <laughs> <laughs> if I have, yes. If I have eternal life, why do I have to die to go to heaven? Does anybody know? I mean, what's the answer? That's an that's an excellent question. Well, and wouldn't technically heaven be a construct? 
I mean, the idea is that you're living, you believe in Jesus, he's given you everlasting life, and you don't live forever until after you die. So there's some points here that you have to make, which is um, there's something that can't go there, and that is the body that you possess. Now, some will argue that the body must be raised from the dead, and that would be primarily most of the church. They would say, you will be raised bodily. If you die, your spirit goes before the Lord, and then at his coming, that spirit will reunite with your body and then return back to glory with a new body, right? I, I'm chuckling because I've, the going, the back and forth of it sometimes, I'm just like, I wonder why the Lord wants to do it that way. But he can do whatever he wants. I mean, to God be the glory. But um, from my perspective, um, I've always, I, I've been saying that I believe that we're in the new heaven and the new earth now. And they're like, are we, everybody's raping each other and, and all, you know. All I say is um, this body has to die uh, in order for us to ascend to the Father in that in that place that we can't that flesh and blood cannot inherit eternal life. And so Sam Frost asked me, "Do you have eternal life now?" Because I say I do, and he says, "Well, do you? Because if your flesh and blood can't inherit it, then how can you have it? So do you really have it yet?" You ever thought about it that way? If you're flesh and blood um, and flesh and blood cannot inherit, you know, if cannot inherit the kingdom of God, then what is it? Yeah, I mean, I believe that our our bodies are part of a sinful system, right? Yeah. Sinful world. We've been given a new we've been given new life in Christ. Our sin is covered by the blood. I'm not a full preterist though. Mm-hmm. No. So I believe there's things that have to take place before new heaven and new earth happen. Right. Right, one of those things being the judgment, uh-huh. um, where we'll stand before Christ and we'll be declared righteous because of the work of Christ, glorified bodies, that whole bit. Um, but our bodies are tainted by sin, right? So I would argue that you know the back pain and the you know everything that we deal with on Earth uh, that is a result of what I would consider the result of the fall the imperfections that we're dealing with, even sin itself is a result of that sin. And our bodies are part of that. That's why we're going to be given glorified bodies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because we'll be given bodies that have never been tainted by sin that we will never have sinned in. Right. Which is key. And that is true for, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even full preterists believe that when their earthly body dies, that they ascend and are given a new body. And go before the Father. So they're going to be given a new body too. It's just not here. Because biblically speaking, when you read Revelation 21, um, when the new city and the new Jerusalem come down, there's still sin present with gates that are open that are never shut. And the Spirit and the Bride say, come. So that's the future for a futurist. What exactly does that look like in the future? So we, you know, we question all kinds of things. But how about you, Sarita? Do you have any, you know... Are you in agreement more like in line with Josh? Um, you know, I've been wrestling a lot with this, but, um, you know, Jesus was on the earth after his death and resurrection in his body. His body ascended 
in a bodily form. Everybody saw it. People saw it. It ascended. So I kind of get lost there because we're supposed to be raised the way he was raised. So I don't know. I'm going to be honest enough to say I don't know. I'm still I'm still struggling to find where I where I am with that. Um, I definitely don't think it happened and everything happened in 8070. Mm-hmm. I think there are some things that happened in 8070. I mean, obviously history happened in 8070. We can read about it, but um, 8070 was a year. It was a year. Yes. So People it was 67, 68, 69. <laughs> For example, um, even rice in Japan. Yes. I guess. I guess I'm still working that out. Yeah. And that's wonderful. Working out my salvation. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why people like the the episode with me and uh, with me, with us and Dr. Frost, was because I think everybody thought that he was going to be like a jerky jerk face and be really, really hardcore and mean. And he wasn't. He was no. a genuinely nice. sweet, nice yeah. man. And, and he was yeah. right. And he, <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. Makes like, it a, I knew that I was not the <laughs> smartest person in the room. Yeah, I mean, we had so many great conversations, and um, I, I have a love for Dr. Frost that I'm thankful I got to meet him, you know? It's very easy to get online on social media and just blast away at somebody, but when you're sitting in a room with someone, it's much more difficult to be a douche canoe to somebody's face yeah, sure. and, sure and tear them apart when— they're human. They love Jesus. I love Jesus. We're supposed to love one another. If we could just do more of that on social media instead mm-hmm. of blasting away because we can type it on our keyboard and just run away. I mean, uh, yeah. and we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it in some form or fashion. We have our passions. We all sound like Brick yep. the Podfather sometimes, you know, with yeah. our passions. I get that way about abortion and pro-life stuff. I, I really do. I'm passionate about it. Right. I, you know, I think saving babies' lives is pretty important. But um, Still the number one episode on the Birds of Berea. Oh, really? Still? Wow. I'm going to send you the data. I don't I'm out there you. killing it. Why would, hey, why would I lie? <laughs> that means that one of my episodes That's aren't not what I was doing. Was that own words? <laughs> no, it was not. What did he God. say? He said you're killing it. Out there killing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm the I, only one that laughed. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's kind of morbid. Speaking of okay. hell, I think I'm I, going. I, <laughs> the, the unfortunate but there's na- not one, so there you go. The unfortunate <laughs> nature of the wording occurred to me after I mm-hmm. said it, but yeah. I was just like, hopefully that will pass. I am not going to let you get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy will cut it out. He's, a, he's, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How about, yeah. I could, but I probably won't. Probably not. <laughs> How about... How about you, Mr. Carter? What do you think? Oh, how much time we got? <laughs> yes. Oh, we got a little. We're, we got over, a little t- we're over by 10. Uh, I mean, you and I go through, and we don't really get anywhere because our discussions go through quite a evolution. Um, They're so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I, I love well, Evolution something we can our, get into. Our conversations go on for weeks, and we, <sighs> then we're like, well, we're right back where we started. Exactly. We never get anywhere. So... <laughs> I can't give you a, a really a synopsis, but um, based on the studies that I've gone spent a lot of time with in the past two and a half years, is is that sadly to most people's, I mean, the people that agree with my theology will can agree with me, but the people that don't, I mean, from what I've seen, we're in a we're in a new heavens and earth. Okay, we're making the worst out of it right now, making the absolute worst. Uh, and they don't know any better 
from the context of the Bible, what was heaven and earth? Heaven and earth was the temple, the connection with God. It was the temple. There was heaven, earth, the seas, everything there. God moved that temple out of a physical realm into a spiritual realm in a connection with us, each and every one of us. And the interesting part was, like, I'm going to lead back into that uh, dis- the last podcast with uh, Kim Burgess and Gary DeMar. They really kind of get into some of that connection and how that plays out. I'm kind of getting lost in thought here because I'm I'm not trying to spin my wheels. Well, you the temple the temple being here, we're the living stones of the temple. We're in the new heaven and new earth. That's from that perspective. So your eternal life is a guarantee. It's an earnest guarantee. The beginning of the beginning of the, if you look at from let me try to spin this as quick as I can. The beginning of the Bible, God created something in the physical realm. Yeah. He wanted something physical. God was here, he walked with Adam. Something happened that Adam decided not to follow follow what he wanted done. Right. So, in just like the Bible said, God said, "You're going to die." He had an opportunity to correct that death or that thing if if he had, Adam had access to the tree of life, mm-hmm. he could have fixed it. But for for something God foreknew, he was going to do something different. Many years later, he was going to change it into a spiritual realm not a physicalness. Mm-hmm. So he allowed for that death to exist in the earth to this day. Mm-hmm. We still physically die. But there is a spiritual realm that he has created for all of us. And I, I know you're really digging into this, but he created something different that he decided, all right, I'm not going to do this physically. This is going to go to a spiritual realm. It's everything spiritual. God is spirit. We worship God in spirit and truth. Everything is shifted. Yeah, we today born again, and mm-hmm. we today want with with everything in our souls for it to be a physical thing. We want the the we want the city to come out of the sky, the New Jerusalem. We want God's kingdom to come on earth for Him to rule for a thousand years. What's going to happen after a thousand years? Nobody knows. There's nothing described after it. I mean, does it just stop? Everything stop? Nothing else anymore? But in in his case, God changed something to be a spiritual that's going to last forever. But the physicalness of what he created in the beginning, he changed, and now it's different. And if we can understand that it's going, it's a spiritual thing now, not a physical thing, then maybe we can start to see and open our eyes that we are in something different now. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can start creating the legitimate heaven and earth by loving each other that we should have been doing for a long period of time, and we just haven't. Yeah, and and— I think that's awesome because, I mean, and the reality is that other believers, whether they're dispensational or whatever, they love one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. They absolutely do. But it's just don't disagree with them. Yeah. Or, and same for us. Yes. So there, it, there's a lot of fractals in the Christian faith, right? So um, that's why we're getting ready to do a study in the Sermon on the Mount. We're going to. We're going to get right into it and start talking about what it's like to live in the kingdom until Cherry and, and Ralph come back. Um, but that was a great answer from your perspective. I think everybody's giving us. How about you? Too long. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm glad you got it out, Billy. Um, I feel like you got to remember I'm the least knowledgeable about all this. All this is new to me. Like I've I've always been in church, but like this preterist thing, um, it sounds kind of like a ED, ED commercial. You know, full <laughs> partial. Almost there. <laughs> Don't talk about it. You know, it'll make it worse. So, uh, but, <laughs> Don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Good point, so, Billy. Good but point. anyway. Oh, good observation. So I, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> Take the blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, Preterism brought to you by Viagra. We also yeah, heard uh, <laughs> the, the latest one was uh, a Preterist Pro, was it? Um, a guy that did a Zoom call. He plus. was a Preterist Plus. plus. Preterist Plus. If you want to sell anything, add Plus to it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, plus one. So, hey, plus one. hey, real quick. But I, I just, I, I feel like. To walk with God and be with Jesus, we got to experience what we did to Him, hmm. and that's death. So that's that's a wonderful. I mean, I mean, you know, we we got to die. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, that's anyway. interesting. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, I know. Isn't that good, Andy? What did I do? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't want to leave you out, but it's kind of you know whatever, like. Why? Andy, exactly. How do you feel like nothing happens when you die? <laughs> How would you really break down when nothing happens when you die? Yeah. I don't know. Remember before you were born? Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the yep. same, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Well yeah. said. That was an interesting conversation. Thank it, you for weighing yeah. in. <laughs> Even science says that energy cannot be created nor destroyed, yes. but it will only change form. So this energy that we see, whatever it might be, even science says it'll be something. Oh, yeah. Which means we'll be... Now you we'll, sound like you're from Asheville. We'll turn into a turd. <laughs> there you go. And a turd Let's will be... Let's fire a bell share. Well, <laughs> I mean, if something eats you immediately after death, <laughs> yes, very quickly you will turn into turds. <laughs> and that turd will help make a flower grow. Absolutely. And the flower will go and then send, and birds will pollinate. And then they will touch the hairy stamens together. See, guys, and, this is why we know that <laughs> atheist beliefs are nothing but shit. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like that was low. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm teasing. I no, love you, Andy. Bad. I'm sorry. I, know, I, I couldn't don't miss the feel opportunity. Bad. Even yeah. Paul said everything in Donna's life was just a giant pile of dung in true. the Bible. He did. Well, there's the answers. I think we've answered all of your questions perfectly and therefore yeah, solved absolutely. all of your problems. Absolutely. Yeah. We answered yeah. them differently. Do not email us. No, <laughs> no, no room for debate in any of those answers. Nope. At all. We Perfect. didn't. Yeah. Andy has brilliantly said in the past the reason why um, there's room for argument in the Bible is because there's enough gray area to create the arguments that oh, there right. are. No doubt. And I agree with him. I think that there are some things in the Bible that we just aren't going to know everything about. And that's just how it is. But if you want, you know, we just wanted you guys to know that we do listen. Like we're getting the emails. We're trying, I'm trying to respond, but I can't respond to everybody. I try, but um, we are listening. We care about your engagement. Yeah, we do. And if you guys want to hear... So like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And get like on... Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Also, go on Patreon. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well. sexy ton. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Thanks for being oh, here, buddy. I appreciate that. Rick Carter, oh, yeah. Andy, Sarita, Billy, as always... Be- <laughs> <laughs> Sarita, what, what, what are you that's doing? That's a B-side. That's a B-side. That is not. It is a B-side. That is backwards, and that is F-U. That's peace. Oh, that's F-U oh, I didn't know there was a difference. I, I didn't know there was like a reversal clause. I did not know okay, there was a reversal clause. It only works, clause. and I'll tell you this last thing, and then we'll close out. Gosh. George Bush Sr. goes to Australia because the farmers have been in a state of emergency because of a drought. So George Bush Sr. wants to come and visit and give his support. And he puts his two fingers up backwards, trying to say, peace to all of you. In their language, 
it is a double middle finger. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I He's didn't like, know that. How know. you like that drought, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's love funny. it. Anyway, I know I, you know yeah. what? I think we can all agree that you should never use Australia as an example for anything. No, honestly, you shouldn't. There are but, lots of things that'll kill you down there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, especially those spiders. You seen those? Yeah. Ooh, no thanks. Scary. No, I haven't. Anyway, thanks everybody for being here. Oh, yeah. We will talk to you guys again next time on the Burrows of Berea. Peace out. Bye, y'all. Hey, guys. This is Rick from the Burrows of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burrows of Berea. You'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys.